Good afternoon, Jackson and Jackson. Hi, speak to Taylor, please. May I tell Taylor who's calling? Uh, yeah, it's Joey Jingola. Joey Jingoma? Okay, let me see if he's here, okay? Hold on just a moment. Thank you. Jackson and Jackson, Taylor speaking. Taylor, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey, how's it, how's it going? It's going well, sir. How you been? Doing good, thanks. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. That's what, actually, that's what I, I was very shocked. I was very excited about that. I was like, wow, if that was like my second insurance video that I've done. And I was like, I already closed an account on it. That's great. I mean, I haven't gotten anything since on those, but hey, I, you know, that I thought that was, I was like, well, I'm gonna keep going on this. This is actually great. And it's funny coming from my father-in-law who owns a company, you know, he didn't know any of this. So he thought I was nuts. He's like, okay, is that really going to work? I mean, are, aren't you going out calling and knocking on doors still? And I go, well, I still will, but I'm going to try this, you know? And, and I told him where I got it and he's like, I'll be darned, man. Like that was, that's awesome. You know, that is awesome. And it will work. Tell us my good buddy, Taylor Garcia of Jackson and Jackson insurance in San Dimas, California talking about again if you remember on the last episode uh, i don't know can you make them like you or something like that i can't honestly remember uh episode 272 uh, or can you make people how to make people care something like that yeah um talking about uh taylor had this video that he had made that basically as he had said it was like his second video and he he closed an account and the 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 prospect watched that video, but then he found other videos of Taylor uh, playing the drums, and this dude was a fellow musician, and they hit it off, and it was magical, and you know, the, the, the aroma in the air was intoxicating, and sparks were there, they were flying. And, and that's, you know, obviously a fantastic situation to be in, and it is oh so important to acquire that validation as quickly as possible, because it is that validation that will uh, propel momentum forward, it will, um, alleviate doubts and make people see the potential and and um i just love um i love taylor's impression of his father-in-law of saying you know man is this gonna work right and that's the question most you know agents from that generation have the skepticism because it's just not what they did you know are you going to go knock on doors that's what he wants to know and you know really and this is where i've been kind of banging this drum for a while this this is where the perception change needs to happen and i think when you know you view it under this guise if you will things get a lot easier it gets a little more easier to dedicate resources time personnel just overall agency you know, support to this when you realize that creating these pieces of content, videos, whatever, it's your ability to knock on everyone's door all at once at the most opportune time. And of course, you're not physically standing in front of somebody really kind of getting that, you know, three-dimensional feedback 
but man, it's it's a pretty close second, and that's where this this perception of is if it will work, is it going to work? It needs to kind of shift. And I think it's happening a little bit, but the problem, the why, the why it isn't happening fast enough is because there's not enough results happening fast enough. Those results aren't coming quick enough to where it becomes easy, and we've given that generation an excuse to say, well, we've given you six months, a year, whatever it is, maybe even two years. We're not seeing the results that we want or thought. And that's because maybe you're just not picking the right topics. Right. And my and my biggest struggle is I've found is what to talk about. I I tend to last minute I'll say, okay, I'm gonna shoot a video and then I stand I sit there and go what am I going to talk about? <laughs> and then it takes me a while to figure out something that I can bring up or, you know, and that's what I'm trying to do now is start writing out like, okay, I'm going to do, I want to do a video on this and this is kind of what I want to talk about. And I want to do like kind of like a list of stuff and kind of outline them a little bit. So I know what's going to come next because it's always spur of the moment and I never know exactly what to say or never know what exactly what content I want to create, you know? First things first, Taylor, there's not a single person that has jumped into the content game that has not had that exact same thought. If they are, if they don't, if they haven't, they're lying. You're lying. Don't do it. Just don't. Just be honest with yourself. There's always a day somewhere thinking, man, what do I do? I'm, I'm tapped out. I've got nothing. I'm dry. And okay, yes, first, that's fine. Don't be ashamed of that. Nothing wrong with it. It's going to happen. It comes with the territory. Uh, second, uh, here's where, again, this isn't a bad thing, right? Uh, and and work, just bear with me here for a minute. Just give me a few few seconds here to work through this because it's important and it's going to sound a little bit of a double standard like, uh, you know, hypocrisy might be spilling out of both sides here. But just, just I don't, there, it's not a bad thing if you do that. If you, if you, if you kind of take the Taylor approach, I don't want to brand it to Taylor. I'm sorry, Taylor. It's probably a mean thing to do, but I'm saying if you, if you're just saying, I'm going to, I'm going to hit record, I'm going to step in front of the camera. I'm not exactly sure what's going to go on last minute, but I'm just going to, you know, kind of do the thing. That's not bad. That's not bad from the standpoint of as long as it's, you know, getting the reps, right? As long as you're doing, doing it consistently, that's going to hopefully and potentially lead to refinement. And in that refinement, you will find the things that ultimately work and it will become easier to pick up on what is next and, and really identify a strategy that is going to deliver results. Where it becomes a problem is back to the, is this going to work question? It's how much runway do you have in your particular situation, in your environment, in your insurance world with somebody that is either you know, requiring those results come at a certain time or just you have physically, like just monetarily before you got to close the doors, right? That's the biggest question. And based on the answers to those questions will dictate and determine, you know, just your, you know, kind of backpacking across the content world, if you will, just kind of going to find yourself and figuring out what works. Now, I'm not saying Taylor's guilty of any of this. Um, he's already gotten results in, you know, with video too. So that even that tiny bit of success will propel that belief further than most will get really ever in some capacity because 
The first thing that needs to happen is somebody needs to pick up the phone and say, man, I was reading this thing on your website. I was watching this video. I was doing X, Y, Z that you were just, that you've put out there. And it compelled me that I, it said, I needed to call you. I needed to talk to you about this particular insurance problem or solution. That's the first test, right? That has got to happen at least once, maybe twice. And then from there you can count or not count how many times it does happen. I mean, I would prefer you count, but uh, that needs to happen no matter what. That lets you know that what you're putting out is resonating and again, compelling people to do something about that information. But again, much like the topics, you know, if, if you're not if you're not planning, if you're not thinking about what's next, that can be a problem. But two, you also need to execute and have enough of the right content in the right places. Uh, I don't write enough, but I write blog posts for our website and uh, for our agency's website. And I've, I mean, I've done a handful. There's not a lot on there. And I'm not the, a super great writer. So when it comes to that, it's kind of hard. So my wife, she works here as well. And she's really good at English and grammar and how to write. So normally I'll, I'll kind of throw it together and then she'll go back through it and go, well, uh, you should probably reword this. This is kind of this, you know, and she'll go through it. And so that's what I've been trying to do. But I've been seeing all of you guys and everybody doing like a blog with a video and I'm like, man, I should probably really start considering that, you know? I mean, I'm certainly not going to argue against it, Taylor. And yes, the blog post in the video is, in my opinion, one of the more effective combinations you can really put together in the content marketing game. And actually, I just, if you, if anybody's checked out the new Agency Nation Insiders kind of program group community, if you will, um, just uh, been rolling out this month um, a bunch of SEO content focused, uh, what we're calling sprints, basically training lessons inside there. One of those focused on creating an SEO strategy Google actually cares about, talking about the really the most important thing that needs to happen during these two things that Taylor's talking about, not knowing what to kind of talk about or write about and how to kind of execute the blog and the video. And really, again, you know, we've talked about this many of times on, on the podcast here. It sounds like, again, Taylor says he's not a great writer. There's a couple points here on this that I need to get to. Uh, one uh, is first, if you're, whichever one feels natural, whichever one is, again, I'm just, just gonna hit it real quick. Whichever one is your best at, whichever one is easiest to create first, that's that's it. That's the, that's the first piece. That's the catalyst. The second then is then uh, repurposed from that first piece. So again, if it's a video, repurpose the video to a blog. And if the blog comes first, repurpose blog to video. It's that simple. Uh, there's no reason not to, I guess is the point. And then you've created two pieces of content that is going to live really in two parts of the internet and have the potential to be, you know, um, seen and, you know, uh, consumed by two communities of people, different types of people searching for different things. So it's very important. Now, the whole point of, yeah, Taylor, I'm glad that your wife is, it's very important. It's very handy to have somebody, you know, like your wife that can look over stuff, give it a once over, make it a little more polished, make some suggestions, make some edits, basically your own personal copy editor. It's fantastic. It's a, it's just a liberating feeling to know that you've got somebody else watching over your back. And most, I'll say almost all insurance agents 
rarely have that luxury because generally the person that is writing in the agency is the best writer and to assume that there's anybody else more qualified to edit the work is just absurd and slightly outlandish. So there's that. But I'm going to say it might not matter. And actually, it really shouldn't matter. Uh, from the standpoint of people kind of get into this mode of I've got to be a good writer. And they think back to the days of high school and college, like doing report paper writing. And that's not what we're doing. Not at all. Uh, we're, we're, it is a, it is a slight, um, you know, it's, it's a slight offensive kind of thing of what we're doing to the English language in some cases with, you know, blogging efforts, you get started with whatever you can, right? You have the ability to to produce something that is very conversational, that is very simple, very straightforward, and does not have to be perfect. That's the other thing is that I promise you, I was just looking at an old post the other day, I think actually because I was uh, using it as an example in one of those sprints, um, oh, by the way, head on over to agencynation.com slash join if you want to jump in the insiders program, agencynation.com slash join uh, to take a peek there and get in on the insiders. But um, no, I was just looking at it and there was, I can't just unbelievable typo first sentence in something that's been on the internet for three years, four years, I don't even know. It was way long for it to have been there. Nobody said anything, not even in the comments. And this post has been viewed a decent amount. It was like one of my more... Uh, popular viewed posts. I'm like, dude, I'm such an idiot. This is ridiculous. How could this happen? But that post, had I delayed or just never published it, I, you know, that's, you know, we're talking hundreds of leads that came from that post. And because there was one typo, it's not even, you know, in the first sentence, it doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter, right? Of course we want to be professional. Of course we want to be as accurate as possible, especially with the coverage and stuff. But again, if it's your versus your sort of thing, the apostrophe Ari, you get it. It's not the end of the world. People will forgive you. They know you're an insurance agent. They know you're not going to be teaching English theory, English literature, take your pick anywhere at the, the most prestigious colleges. Like that's not your game. You're doing your best trying to communicate a message and help them solve a problem. They appreciate that most of the time. Of course, of course, there's going to be somebody that might feel it's their life's work to point out any very minor, minute mistake that people make on the internet. Believe me, I experience it all the time. It's frustrating, but you have to move on. Just real quick, if you are one of those people, just a heads up, don't let it be the first thing that you say to somebody because nobody's impressed. Nobody's impressed that you've found a typo in somebody's work that has published hundreds of thousands of hundreds of thousands of words on the internet and you found the one that was wrong Nobody, nobody's impressed. Okay. Say something nice first. Hey, great stuff. Whatever. Uh, I like, I like your shirt. I don't know something that's, that's, that's a little more complimentary than, Hey, I found this period that should have been here. This comma actually you should try using a semicolon more often. All of those things, just save it. Just warm them up. Just a little, just a little bit of a, a little bit of a conversation first. I'm kidding. I'm so box. I got derailed there. I think you know what I'm saying though. The point of the matter is, is this should not be a deterrent. Of course, those conversations are going to happen. Of course, those people are going to have their opinions, but they should not deter you from getting started because it's going to take a little bit for you to figure out exactly what works. It's going to take a little bit to really get dialed into what people need help with, how you can address it, how you can attack it online to where 
it's going to get found. It's going to get results. And, uh, and, and so much good stuff here by Taylor. So much good stuff because, you know, starting with, you know, getting results on video too is amazing and really keeps things moving and really keeps the motivation really high. But then, you know, drilling down and repeating that process and trying to kind of recapture it, rekindle it and replicate it, you need to get, you need to get a little more focused and you need to just either have the ability, the leeway, the freedom to play and to, again, experiment and try things without any sort of deadline or time frame. And then ultimately, you need to make sure that you are getting the most out of the things that you're creating. If that happens, if that happens, you've really increased your chances for everything to start working. So I found a scenario tonight when the self-checkout does not work to your advantage. And yes, it involves a two-year-old. And I'm not sure what's really going on in, in my life, uh, but the two-year-old can't seem to let anybody leave the house without him tagging along. Usually I'm beneficiary of his nomadic kind of uh, desires. However, tonight I, I was not lucky. I had to make a target run. He wanted to come and uh, talked to the oldest one into coming with me as well. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna knock this out, self-checkout, and let's see what happens, because my target put it in finally, and I was like, oh, this is good, I wanna try this. I haven't had it, it's spectacular. And it's at that moment when you realize that he's about to wander outside the, the, uh, you know, the doors that you might have screwed up. You might have just should have buckled down and let somebody else scan the items because you don't realize, uh, you know, I, I thought I only had a few things and then just, you know, the, the target thing happens. There's like 20 things in the cart, more scanning. And the, the self-checkout monitor is just kind of watching my kid like aimlessly wander into the parking lot. I, mean, I kind of thought she like at least would have, you know, put her foot out to trip him or something. Just anything, really, I mean, at that point. Now, again, it's not a responsibility. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you had a checkout, self-checkout snafu, kind of go awry with a little one kind of those moments where you're like man I really just I wish leashes were more socially acceptable on a day to day basis outside of Disney World anyways Joey at agencynation.com uh, what was the last time that you almost uh, endangered your child's life for a shopping experience I don't know that sounds terrible saying it out loud anyways speaking of doing something dangerous no not dangerous. I don't know. Got nothing there for you. Um, let's go with this. I haven't done this in a while. Agencynation.com slash newsletter. Yeah. Hop on. If you're not enjoying Sunday mornings with me, uh, I'd really enjoy it. I'd like to have you there. It's a good time. We, we have a whole bunch of fun and, uh, and jump on board with the new, um, Sydney Wednesday newsletter experience. So we got double barrel action happening now, a whole bunch of crazy good stuff in the agency nation newsletter. So head on over agencynation.com slash newsletter.